Coming at you live from DNHQ110studio.la. If you want to work here, you can do it, or at least work your podcast here. But anyways, we're live, and this is the Blue Heaven Podcast. Crushed it. What is going on, Dodgers Nation? My name is Clint. You can find me as Real FRG on Twitter and Instagram. That gentleman right there, looking Sunday swagger fresh. Thanks to friend of the show Ryan Pepio. That is DMac underscore LA. Doug, you have been a busy man today. How the hell is you? I'm doing great. I was at Justin Turner's golf event this morning. A lot of the players <laughs> yeah, out that. there. Get that for you. I got my floral shirt out. Hey, we got a lot of budding superstars on this team, and I think it's ready to watch these young Dodgers kind of bloom into becoming these stars. So I'm rocking the floral polo here out on the golf range. Didn't get it ahead of any golf balls. We saw Pujols was out there. Our boy Corey Seager, yep. Justin Turner on the golf cart, kind of putting me in the fields. But it was a great <laughs> event, and they do a great job and do a lot of work for the community. Throwback Monday. Hey, hey, an important thing. I'm just saying that every time you've been around Ryan Pepio before he golfs, he hits a hole in one. What are your thoughts on that? I take all the credit, really. Right. I think that. Congrats to Ryan Pepio. If you didn't see it over on uh, Justin Turner's. Uh, Instagram page. He hit a hole in one. That's pretty damn cool. Yeah. And we have DMAC underscore. He hangs out with me before his first start. He's going to pitch a no hitter. <laughs> I can almost guarantee that. But these, uh, these are facts. But he, guys, thanks for hanging out with us. Drop your area codes in the comments. We want to know where you're representing Dodgers Nation tonight. One week from today, we should start to see players. We should, should start to see pitchers and catchers reporting into Camelback Ranch. It's going to be a good time. A whole bunch of players have already said, I mean, this like Mookie's event on Wednesday is the, the official unofficial end of spring train or of, of the off season and players are going to be ready to rock their socks off. I don't know. They're going to be ready to <laughs> rock some spring training. Some of them, of course, go into world baseball classic and all that, but we'll talk more about that. A whole bunch of the stuff uh, on today's show. We got to talk about fan fest. We were all there. Most of the office was there. Actually, everybody in the office was there. A big thing happened there. Fernando's number thir 34 retired. Great stuff. I want to dive into that. Miguel Rojas gets a contract extension, question mark, kind of head scratcher. We'll dive into that a little bit. Doc talked about center field. Got some people up in arms, his comments. I don't know, question mark on that. And of course, Alex Cora said some dumb shit, which he loves to do, I think. Anyways, uh, before we get into the show, we got to remind you, this is a podcast. So if you want to listen to a podcast and not watch us for some reason, we're on iTunes, Spotify, everywhere. Your podcasts are available for free. We are there. And please do subscribe, youtube.com slash Dodgers Nation TV. Hit the bell, leave a like, uh, tell your grandma, tell your grandma's grandma if she's still around, tell her we love her too. Find us some good comments, my guy. Yeah, we got some comments down. We got Riverside, a.k.a. Barnes Hometown. That's from Obey 2388. Go. We got a lot of people talking about Fernando, Carnivorous Lunar Activity says, Fernando. We got Rebecca says, yes, number 34, some heart emojis. A lot of people talking about how it was a little long overdue. We're going to get into that, and I agree with you 100%. This should have happened years ago, so we got some thoughts on that, but it's still going to be special. It's going to happen in August, and he's going to get his roses, and that's going to be a great honor and a great moment for Fernando. We got Craig Osterberg says the 310. We got Obey the 951. So you guys lighting it up down below. We said Michael Carrillo says golf is bad for land use. Interesting. I mean, it does take up a lot of land, but uh, I mean, that's cities, city zoning requires places have parks. Might as well make money out of them. Exactly, right? I mean, why not? Dave Luna, Dave Luna said, Clint, will you be my dad? Ooh. Also, well, softball. He also asked for softball updates. Uh, tomorrow, this Wednesday is our final game of the season. After that, we will be the number three seed in the postseason. So big stuff out of Netflix and chill. Big stuff. Your boy is back on the bench because I have too many dudes on my co-ed team. 
It's tough. You guys know what I'm talking about. It's tough having too many dudes on your co-ed team. But no, I will not be your father because I hate children. <laughs> hey. I mean, he's facts. He's facts. I bring my facts to the fight. I'm just <laughs> you bring your facts to the fight. <laughs> I appreciate you, Mr. Dave. <laughs> Mr. Dave Lou. Rebecca says you were at the golf tournament, the golf event with um, well, it was a carrot. So I'm guessing that's Justin Turner and Corey Lucky. Yeah. So I do want to hear from from you guys because uh, producer Cody was out there. And Cody, don't forget, we want to see you. We want to see that beautiful face, guys. Um, let us know about the event. What happened over, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into FanFest. I was there, so I can add there. But today was was the JT Golf event and hole-in-ones aside for Mr. Ryan Pepio. What would you guys like about the event? Yeah, I think, as always, if it's a Justin Turner event, something related to the Dodgers, they were still there. And that, to me, was one of my biggest takeaways is you still had some Dodgers-related people mm -hmm. kind of helping on with the event. So it still doesn't feel real that he's going to be a Red Sox. Someone sent me a link this morning of a Red Sox ticket advertisement with JT in a Red Sox uniform. <laughs> so it is starting to sink in, but they do a great job. And you can tell one of the biggest things that stood out for me <laughs> is that guys like Corey Seager and Max Muncy and Chris Taylor, all these guys have an unbreakable Bond for that group that they had that had so yeah. much success and it really felt like you they're the guys that didn't go a long time without hanging out and then right when they see each other it, they're right back to being boys again great to see albert Pujols in the mix he was out there <laughs> any good hugs no he gave a big a big Pujols hug to max monty i think he cracked a rib so hopefully it's not gonna end up on the il but I uh, see, ribs. yeah i want to see yeah. you know i feel like cody needs a theo albert hug Oh, absolutely. Like, he just destroy you. He though, was, like, like, beardless today. It was, like, kind of interesting. It yeah. looked like he lost some weight. I, I saw the opposite. End of, oh. Maybe it was just bad, bad, bad photography on uh, you know, it says, at yeah, Dodgers it's Nation on Instagram. Check 10, it out. Good pounds. stories. But, uh, 10 yeah. pounds on the camera. Yeah. When you have I've it. seen that. I've golfed with that guy. Yeah, he's that guy who shows up and... Yeah, hey, can I join your guys' foursome? Or oh. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And then he's, like, really, really bad. Yeah. yeah. Albert's got a lot of golf ahead of him, though. That's for damn oh. sure. The no, boys were sure. smacking. The bo we were on the driving range. The boys were smacking it, the, the golf balls for sure. I mean, see, we saw Corey Seager. He was doing his thing, and Evan Phillips <laughs> doing his thing. It looks like it looks like I, I feel like I don't know he's what very, you think, Doug. He's very but golfer. He's very golfer. He was he, he when I got there, he was walking in with his coffee. It looked like he was like ready to go uh, play the waste management uh, open, which oh, is coming up pretty soon. Ooh, uh, in good drop. Check yeah. that out, BunkersParadise.com. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we no, but, got it all. But I was going to say, um, I, I think to go along with what um, Doug said, um, I think it felt like it's cool to see that Justin's still obviously very well connected within the community yeah. and what he's doing. But I still think it felt like a it felt like there was like a we're losing a like a generation of like these Dodger players. And it's like it's like I think the best comparison that I can make as a recent is like, you know, like Tom Tom Brady leaving. And then Ben leaving, and then Philip Rivers leaving. It's like it's sort of like that generation of yeah. Dodger fans. Like, one leaving. of the things that I feel is really cool about this is you know, the fact that all these boys are still getting together. They're still going to have a good time. The seventeen Dodgers, even though they didn't win a World Series, even though we'll talk more about Alex Cora's dumbass comments later, and then another local reporter's uh, defense of those comments. Um, these are dudes that are going to be like forever tied to one another, forever tied to this organization, just because of that that 17 World Series championship team. I mean, for years, we've seen Mickey Hatcher show up to a bunch of events. You know, Tim Leary, Hershiser still works with the team. So many of the 88 Dodgers that that not hung around, but wanted to be around for these events. Kirk Gibson coming, you know, coming back, you know, whether it be as broadcaster or player or, you know, for the, the seat retirement or legends of Dodger baseball, that kind of stuff. 
uh, I think we're going to see that, you know, down the line, give it 15, 20 years. You know, these are going to be the dudes that that really stick around with this organization. You can kind of tell, like, to me, Andre Ethier was trying it for a little bit, and I think he realized this isn't this isn't for me right now. I want to go be dad and enjoy my life living on the golf course. But uh, really cool stuff. Um, I'm glad you guys enjoyed it. Glad you guys didn't freeze. And, and you know what? You, you looked sharp out there, my dude. No, it was a great time. Sunday Swagger. Yeah, Sunday Swagger. Sunday Swagger sponsored the show. But, yeah, no, definitely it's a cliche at this point, but it definitely applies. There's definitely a once a Dodger, always a Dodger vibe. Even Joe Kelly flew in just for the tournament. It's flying out today. So, yeah, it was definitely a great day From out there. Where? Who knows where he, he was. He lives but in the IE. He's an international man of history. You don't never, I never know what's going to happen with Joe, Joe Kelly. But Yeah, we also man. did see some shanks. I mean, the thing about golf is you have to play your foul balls, unlike baseball, right? You got ah, to play your foul balls. So for that subscribe for that subscribe for doug <laughs> bullshit puns <laughs> so but the thing is yeah I, you know the, one thing that stood out too is they're all fun they're all chummy it's a great event and then right when they get on that golf cart you see these guys have the eye of the tiger they're very competitive they want to go out there and win so yeah i think that just the general vibe was it was just a little I don't want to use the word weird, but I'm going to use the word weird because Justin Turner, it does just feel a little surreal that he won't be on the Dodgers <laughs> because he's just such a, a such a, a guy for this, such so synonymous with this franchise. What was it like the feeling where you um, you break up with your girlfriend, but you guys still have like another month on the, the apartment lease and you, you still, yeah. That, yeah. I can see that with JT. Yeah, I think it, it kind of almost felt We've like... No, yeah, I mean, <laughs> L.A. Rent has kept so many couples together for so much longer. I mean, G Stay. and I are a great example of that. Uh, he named names. <laughs> no, 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 but uh, yeah, uh, then, then uh, I mean, Blink One Eighty Two is back yeah. together and no, to next song is Stay like, Together for the Rent. Yeah, no, I was about to say something along those lines where there was a divorce, but then they have like a healthy co-parenting relationship yeah. and they're staying together the, for the kids. I, I mean, I hear the Dodgers are borrowing. I mean, the Red Sox are borrowing Justin Turner. All right, way too much golf. We know it's boring. Let's get back into the comments, but cool stuff. Good to see JT and, and Seager, you know, coming back. Max Muncy out there representing CT3, CT3 doing more uh, uh, charity stuff. And, and we know JT and Courtney Turner, uh, or Justin and Courtney Turner put a lot of effort into their events. They are just, you know, I mean, R Roberto Clemente Award winning events they put on. So congrats to them on another great event. Congrats once again to Ryan Pepio on a on a hole in one at the event. Um, None, I'm assuming I'm saying that wrong. None 220 Kuwait in the stream. Uh, it's about time. Number 34 is being retired. Rebecca asking about Fan Fest. We'll get into that in a second. I do want to talk about that, but let's get a few more uh, comments here. 702, Abel checking in. Las Vegas, uh, 909, Isaac and Big Bear. I know we're behind on the comments here, so trying to catch up. Justin Kim, so hyped for the season. One week. Do you feel like next week is spring training, or do you want to see games happening? No, I'm all about the process of spring training. I need to see those blue alternates for like a good solid month. And I think there's a lot of position battles that are going to be very interesting. So, yeah, I mean, after what we saw in 2020, after that 60-game season, I want a full experience, a full spring training, and then you get the season going. But really, when you get to Super Bowl week, that is when the season really starts to feel like it's on the horizon. I absolutely get that baseball itch. Got the, we got the, an Eagles fan right here. Of course, I'm a big Chiefs guy. Um, 
as of right now, as of, just get, I'm an NFL orphan. I'm Rob yeah, Lowe yeah, with the yeah, NFL Rob hat. Right Don't have a team. But yeah, it definitely feels like this is going to be a more intriguing spring training than we've seen in the past. Of course, you have the World Baseball Classic, so it's a little weird. Guys are going to yeah. check in. They'll be like, all right, I'll see you in a couple weeks. You know, so it's not going to feel the same. But like I said, I'm very interested to see what happens in center field. I'm very interested to see how the infield shakes out, how Miguel Vargas and Gavilux handle their increased role. So lots to look forward to. Uh, Alex, Alexander Z in the stream, DMAC and Clint both look handsome as heck. Keep it up, Kings. <laughs> hey, dab on Fra no. fra Frame that comment somewhere. I'm going to put that as uh, Noah's license plate frame. <laughs> Sarah Morris checking in from the 307. I missed the 2017 Dodgers. The only time I cried about baseball is when the Trash Rose stole that World Series championship. Um, I mean... We'll, I guess we'll dig more into that a little bit later in the show, but yeah, that was a that was a tough team, man. That was a really tough team, a they really were. good team, and tough team to see them uh, see them lose. Christian checking in nine one eight. All right, let's talk a little bit about Fan Fest. Some big revelations happen at Fan Fest. The drone shows. There's colored lights. That's huge. How do you actually? You know, I mean, the 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 lighting because they were replacing all the lighting structures at Dodger Stadium with LED like kind of RGB lights. So. That's cool in one way, but also, you know, I don't like the gimmick. You know, we see a lot of ballparks where they hit a home run, the lights, you know, dim and change and do all that. Uh, that feels gimmicky to me. What are you? Give me thoughts on that real quick. Go ahead. <laughs> I, I'm actually here for it. I'm here for it. I mean, you see football stadiums, they score touchdowns, the lights go on and off. And I think that the Dodgers had to continue to move to put to, to really push boundaries and see what they could do as far as an entertainment. We are in Hollywood. It's about entertainment. You're competing for eyeballs, and you want to have they people don't need help. They get 50k a night. They do. We have to continue to just try new things and see how it goes. It could be fun. I think it, it could have like a more of a, a celebratory kind of concert like feel. I don't know if you're, I got a rave here at EDC at Dodger Stadium or something like that, but it's going to be very interesting. I think as long as as long as the team is lights out, that's really the most important thing for me. But I do think that it is very interesting to try new things and just see what's out there. Because I don't know if you watch see the NFL or see college football games. That gets the crowd going. That gets the crowd hype when you see the lights going on and off and yeah, the I crowd getting hyped for that. I mean, I, yeah, I, I, I trust, I see both sides. I just, uh, you know, so much has changed at Dodger stadium over the years and they've, they've, they've absolutely knocked it out of the park. Anybody, anybody with most of their changes. Thank you. Uh, this one, I don't know. It, it just felt too gimmicky to me. I'm sure it's going to be great. I'm sure I'm going to love it. Anytime I'm at Dodger stadium, I enjoy it because I'm at Dodger stadium, but it's like, just cause everybody else is doing it. doesn't mean you need to do it let the product speak for you but also the idea of letting this product the product uh speak for you know them it's kind of kind of why we've been in this mess of having the same team over and over they keep going you know same same shit different month and it just uh doesn't work so whatever maybe we need to get rid of jt and the lights and boom world series <laughs> and it's on right yeah <laughs> ryan pepio hole in ones and the whole thing this is ryan pepio hole in one show i'm proud of that kid congratulations he's ryan real nice he's a real nice boy um but yeah, the other big thing, uh, you know, there was a bunch of uh, a bunch of time spent with I mean, this guy was basically co-hosting Sportsnet LA on Saturday. So congrats to uh, you on the new gig. We appreciate you stopping by, <laughs> Means Doug. A lot big, big time over here. This is a side hustle for me now. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, we hear we hear you know, from I'm JT. Stop Ubering. I mean, not JT. We hear from Freddie Freeman. Well, I mean, about JT, but also about. Um, you know, some of the rule changes coming with with the, the shift restrictions. And, you know, he kind of brings up an interesting, a different look at it with um, the uh, everybody's really just been looking or thinking about 
on offense, yeah, it's going to open a hole for left-handed hitters to get more base hits or whatever, but it brings up the fact that, hey, it's going to change what we've been doing on defense for the last five years or, or more. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be an adjustment. And like a lot of these players have been saying, it's, yeah, you can have an opinion on it now, but until you're on the diamond, until you're experiencing it in real time, you really don't know what you're going to think. And I think that it's going to be healthy for the game. I think you want a faster game. I think the product has been way too long. I mean, four-hour games is, is too much. And also just not enough action. I think that, to me, is what I'm most excited about, is seeing the ball in play. And a guy like Freddie Freeman, who we talked to about this, he talked about not having that second baseman close to him, kind of going back to... A, different era of baseball where it's a little more traditional but like i said you can still get close to the bag you still can hug the bag but the thing i'm most excited about is if you hit a rocket shot it is going to reward hard hit balls we saw Corey seager today yeah. no one was um, impacted more by the shift on his hard hit balls than Corey seager probably should have signed him and i think it's gonna be very interesting to see what his batting average is going to be on balls and play on high velo high velocity of a hit so it's gonna yeah. be yeah, interesting he's, he's definitely has that potential to you know, get back up into the 290, maybe, you know, 320 hitter. But he's not doing it for L.A., so F FTP, as, as uh, they say in the biz, you know. Yeah, no, for um, sure. There was, I forget where, I don't I don't even remember. I think it actually was our interview, your interview with James Outman coming out this week, where he was talking about, like, some of the hits that were going up the middle, even back going back down to the minor leagues. He's like, oh, that's a for sure out. Um, that's going to change, like, that is old school baseball. You hit a baseball back up the middle for decades. That was a base hit. It is going to be kind of cool to see that again. I, I don't really know, though, if it is going to be that big of a difference because they're already going to be so dang, uh, you know, you just can't cross over. So, yeah, yeah it, you're not going to have somebody playing in, sh in short right field. But, um, you know, you still you're still gonna have a dude right by the bag yeah you will and if you look at some of the sampling some of the tests they've done really the results are pretty negligible but the reality is you saw more shifts at the big league level than you saw in double a or in the minor league level so i think like you said it's gonna balance out it really is at the end of the day but even if it does balance out it's gonna make for a more exciting product on the field and you see a guy like james alman he's gonna get that hit through the four hole yeah. right he gets some hard contact he's going to be rewarded and I also think it's gonna change guys approaches at the plate too it's gonna take some years to really readjusting where we saw guys just trying to lift and launch angle revolution that kind of thing i think you're going to see it go back to more traditional hitting where where teams out there are going to reward players from a contract standpoint yeah. for guys hitting for average and not just guys hitting for the slug so it's going to be definitely i think it's going to absolutely have a positive impact on the game and i think too another thing to consider is the dodgers what do they have better than other teams when it comes to resources it's the advanced analytics it's the position cards and the dodgers the astros the tampa bay raise they benefited from the shift more than any team in major league baseball if it's more of a level playing field we'll see how they fare against some of those mid-level teams if there is any difference at all so i'm definitely looking for that too so also too gavin lux miguel vargas two very young athletic guys you're going to need more range yes. those guys have that so that definitely it's a really a great year to kind of usher in some young athletic players yeah it's gonna be fun it's gonna be exciting like you're saying it's gonna be it's gonna be good to see what goes on at spring training because we're going to learn about a lot about this team the run prevention is absolutely not going to be the same as it was that last year in the last couple of years but um the carnivorous lunar activity doesn't like it says horrible rule in my opinion it was getting crazy you might as well have it like it's soccer and a free kick and line <laughs> when manny right in front machado of was in like like yeah. mid left or mid right field then it was a bit when he's making plays the third baseman is making plays in like the right field corner you jump the shark a little bit there. There's a there's a good 
Fonzie reference for yeah. you guys. But the other, the hugest news we'll say, as they say in modern uh, English, <laughs> not the band, Fernando Valenzuela's number 34 is being retired. Uh, I mean, that was met with uh, applause, happiness, joy, as it should be. The Dodgers change, uh, uh, and I'm not going to call it a stupid rule, but they change a rule, they bend a rule, to retire a number that's already been unofficially retired. And we know Fernando was never going to get into the Hall of Fame. He's not going to get into the Hall of Fame. If he was gonna, they would have found a way to get him in on. I mean, maybe now this re this re, you know, this sparks, this reinvigorates the 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 conversation to get Fernando into the Hall of Fame. But reactions to to 34 being officially retired, there's gonna be the ceremony. What are the dates again? Noah, you got the dates, right? Mid-August, 11 to 13th is going to be Fernando Weekend. Thank you. Follow at Noah Cameras. Get him to 1,000 followers on Twitter, guys. It's at Noah Cameras. They call him Problematic Cameras. <laughs> Cancel Cameras. <laughs> Cancel Cameras. But, um, I mean, I'm, I'm for it. I, th I think rules are made to be broken in this regard. Give me your takes. Oh. If you have a number 34 Fernando Valenzuela jersey, throw it to the sky because this was long overdue. Jaime Harin, he spoke how about how he really made it a religion for Latinos in Southern California to follow this game. And I'm not going to sit here and act like I grew up in the 80s and I experienced Fernando mania firsthand, oh, yeah. but he changed the Dodgers forever. There's not a lot of guys that had an impact on the field and off the field like Fernando Valenzuela. And I did a video about a year or two years ago where I really put my fist down saying we need to retire Fernando Valenzuela. Everyone no, said video. that. I mean, it's not like it was an original take or anything, but what I always used to say is I use the chapter test. Can you write the history of the Dodgers without a full chapter on Fernando Valenzuela? The answer is no. You can write an entire book on the impact he's had for the Dodgers. And I think, too, when you consider the exception they made for Jim Gilliam back in 1978 when he passed away, they retired his number. Look, you have no excuse not to retire that number. So he impacted the game globally. I think it was a no-brainer. But I do, as happy as I am that they finally did it, I, it kind of makes me a little emotional saying it was a little bit overdue. It would have been yes. nice. Jaime Harin, I believe, someone, I saw somewhere where he said he had wished that Vince Scully were able to, yeah. was able to be there. But how about Mike Burrito, who passed away? It would have been nice for him to see. How about Bobby Castillo, who taught him the screwball? Oh. He passed away back yeah. in 2014. So I think it's long overdue. And as I asked Stan Kasten, I said, does this open the door for some other Dodgers? Because I think you could make the case for Oral Hershiser, for Steve. Garvey for Don Newcomb, some other names that you could possibly retire. But yeah, no one will ever wear number 34 for the Dodgers. And it's a beautiful thing. So yeah, I think like I kind of want to get back to your point about the Hall of Fame case. I mean, if you look at his war numbers, if you look at his entire body of work, yes, he does fall short as far as how you evaluate Hall of Famers. But still, when you consider how he stepped onto the scene, I mean, he was fantastic. I mean, 84 complete games and 24 shutouts. The uh, workload for Fernando Valenzuela is ultimately why he won't be in the Hall of Fame because pitchers were used differently. He threw that screwball, which took its toll on his arm. But I definitely think that he deserves some Hall of Fame <laughs> yeah. conversation because, like I said, he impacted the game globally. And you can't not mention the relationship that the Dodgers had with the community of Los Angeles because it was a very fractured relationship with the Dodgers and the Latino community because of the displacement of Chavez Ravine. He brought an entire demographic into Dodger Stadium. The Dodgers 
Dodgers love to say we lead the league in attendance, 50,000 plus. And hey, 40% of those fans are Hispanic yes. fans. So, Preach. yeah, I mean, I think they absolutely, it was a no-brainer, but like I said, should have been done a decade ago, maybe you know longer than that. Yeah, no, I mean, great points, good stuff bringing up, you know, what what uh, what Jaime said about that, because that, that would be, it would have been incredible to get people that, that you know, Vin painted this picture to the, the greater you know world uh, of what this man what what fernando was doing to not just the you know los angeles team in the county and all that but you know he was he was must see tv for well i guess must must attend uh you know he was a guy he was he was shohei in that day you know like you wanted to go buy that ticket to see the dodgers in case fernando was coming to town you know we saw I think it was in Houston where that lady ran on the field and kissed him on the mound or yeah, something like yeah, that. Absolutely. Like it was a not Fernando Mania was was legitly a mania. No, it's it's funny you say that though because someone I saw Clint. Someone goes, "Oh, he was basically Linsanity before Linsanity." I'm like, Bruh. Fernando Mania was insane. I mean, first nine start, first nine, first eight starts, he went nine innings in each of those eight starts. Eight no allowed just four runs. First eight nine and two thirds innings allowed f 51 hits, 84 punch outs, 22 walks at a point four ERA. He helped lead them to that 1981 World Series. So, yep. like I said, if I had a time machine, Clint, one of the things I would want to do is go back and experience Fernando Mania firsthand but do not put fernando valenzuela and lynn sanity in the same conversation because el toro was one of the game-changing moments and i do hope that maybe he gets a chance to be considered for the buck o'neill award which is given out to an individual whose extraordinary efforts enhance baseball's positive impact on society if you look at that definition i think he absolutely did that and then maybe the veterans committee that we saw brought in gil hodges last season so it, yeah i can take time hopefully Hopefully, Fernando's still alive and kicking by the time, if there's going to be a Hall of Fame, uh, if there's a Hall of Fame case, this is the time it's going to happen. This is absolutely, like I said, this is going to be the door, the window cracking to that conversation for sure. Um, one last let's, let's quick thing. We could dive into more, a lot more on this later, Damn. but does this open the door to retiring 55, to retiring like Dave Luna brought up, number 36 uh, with Don Newcomb? Uh, do you pre-retire 22 for, for Kershaw? Yeah. I mean, if you're talking about chapters, you can't talk about a chapter of Dodger history without 23 and Gibson in that home run. It's not as long of a chapter, but do you think there's going to be more consideration uh, beyond this, or are they going to take it a baby step at a time? Well, what Stan Kasson told us is that that he's looking at how they're letting guys into the Hall of Fame and that the standards for that are changing a little bit. But I think you talk about Oral Hershiser. He's a guy that basically put this Dodgers team on his back in 1988. There is no 1988 World Series without the Bulldog. El Toro's in. I think the Bulldog has to be next. Steve Garvey, Ron Say, Newcomb is also another guy. But favorite thing about Fernando Valenzuela, still the only guy to win that Rookie of the Year and Cy Young in the same season, also won a Silver Slugger Award. So I want to see him in the Hall of Fame. But what do you think, though, Clint? Do you think they should retire Bulldogs number. Who would you, who'd be the next man up for you, Mr. Pacias? In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Twenty-two. 
Wow. He's, he's going to get there. I don't think anybody else is is a true Hall of Famer because yeah. it, it, I don't want to dive in too much on this. Newcomb, very, very uh, you know short shelf life. He had a lot of off the field issues um, that that you know kind of dampened his career. Maury Wills is another guy who could be in that conversation, and I think that's what they established the 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 legends of, of you know Dodger baseball. That's what that's for. You honor these legends. You don't need to retire the number. You can you can keep. Don't don't just you know completely blow up a rule that's been installed for decades for everybody. Fernando was by far the most deserving guy, and I don't think we're going to see another player get in under this type of circumstance but if you think we're wrong jump into the comments below we want to read your thoughts on it maybe if it feels like the right thing we'll talk more about this in another episode we do want to move on we got a lot of more a lot of more good stuff to uh, dive yeah. into don't want to become the yankees right <laughs> every single, <laughs> every number. single yeah. number number two have um, dollar signs at some point and just hashtags <laughs> and to me all asterisk we'll talk about that yeah 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 so there was more news out of out of uh fan fest of course uh well just before Fan Fest. I know this guy did a video on our YouTube channel, so check it out. YouTube.com slash Dodger Nation TV talking about Mr. Anthony Gonsolin getting that two-year contract extension, kind of mirroring the Walker Bueller contract, which was something I said, and we I think we both mentioned very early on in the the offseason when it looked like they weren't gonna or when they when they didn't come to a deal on uh, arbitration day. Like that's the one that made the most sense. Give him a two-year deal. You buy yourself a he buys himself a little bit more you know money option or opportunity but if he gets hurt then there's some protection for both sides if he if he excels he does well so um i like the deal it's a really good deal i mean he could get upwards of i don't know eight nine million maybe more we don't know what the incentives are for cy young and all that but it's a good deal it's the right deal uh it's it's good to see them taking care of a dude uh that that deserves it the other one the other extension miguel rojas happened at fan fest just after his availability um with media and all that what is it it essentially turns out to a six million dollar extension or, or something like that because of you know the opt-out or not opt-out but but option but what's your take i think you dropped something this morning as well on on the miggy row uh extension but give us the thoughts i haven't i haven't watched your video yet i'm sorry <laughs> i like it. i mean early. like you said it's basically guarantees another six million dollars and you got the five million dollar salary for 2024 if it doesn't work out you got the club options with a one million dollar buyout so i think they like miguel rojas clearly they think he's a guy that not only can have an impact on the field and help them plug in some holes as a utility infielder that plays that position at an elite level really when you talk about shortstop third base he can play second base and he's completely embraced this role that the dodgers have for him but also the invaluable the invaluable contribution of being a mentor to Miguel Vargas, a guy who's already worked with this offseason down in Miami. Gavin Lux, the guy that's still trying to get better at that position. We know he can show him some pointers. I thought it was very interesting what Miguel Rojas said, where they asked him, oh, were you how, how, did, how did Vargas look at second? He's like, we're working at shortstop, because if you can play shortstop, you can play anywhere. So, yeah, I like the deal. I mean, to me, I think he's going to be almost a Crash Davis to the, to the nuke and Bull Durham and really kind of take these guys under their wings yeah. and kind of show the way but also look like i said with the way the game is going is going to be more of a premium uh, premium on defenders and he's a guy that even at age 34 is a top five defender at his position 
financially talk about the money added i mean you basically add a 500,000 to the their cbt number which is nothing and i'm very interested to see how he's going to play with a healthy risk because he had two surgeries in less than 4 months if you look at his numbers post the injury had a 61 yeah, wrc real, plus he's never going to be a guy that hits the ball hard is a big time plus bat but he can yeah. absolutely add some value and i think it was a good signing by the dodgers yeah i mean it's good protection for both sides you know it gives him a little bit of security but also it helps just back up the team in a position they needed help because ever since Kike Hernandez left the team they have not found that that backup they really want uh Hanser was not the answer we learned that pretty quickly a great reliever question mark I mean the ERA was a little rough but uh they you know he they needed the CT3 compliment and this is going to be it this is this is going to be the guy for the next couple of years and who knows he he's not going to have the the impact that you know JT had when he came to LA but he's somebody that's gonna be very important to this team uh, in a number of ways. So I, I mean, I like the deal. It's a, it's a it's a good deal. Like you said, it doesn't add a, an abundance of of like price worry, cost worry, uh, payroll worry for the team. So it's a good deal. Um, so congrats to Miggy Rowe, looking good, looking fresh. Birthday's coming up. A little birthday present. <laughs> Turning thirty four in a couple a uh, couple of weeks. Um, got to hang out with Freddie Freeman. Got to hang out with Charlie Freeman. Had a good time there. Uh, hair looking fresh. That was some of the media's got great first show questions. earrings. Got great show earrings. He has a cross here. Got a diamond here. Asked him about his kicks. He said he's working right now to bring those fire I kicks. It's competing with Mookie seen, Betts. You seen his shoe room? It's ridiculous. It is. It, yeah. is, it is nuts, man. Yeah. That dude. Is, yeah. He yeah. pays for his though. Mookie Jordan Brand sends him in boxes. He ain't got Mookie yeah, doesn't spend a dime on his. Mookie like time. the rest of us on Stock X. <laughs> Go and Stock X. We should ask yeah. that. What's your favorite app? Go or Stock X? He's probably paying aftermarket prices. <laughs> he's paying twelve hundred. A great for those, cleat though. No, he's a, he's a great energy. I think Clint. I mean, kind of go back to some of your takeaways is he does feel like he's featured. This team is really trying to feature him, yeah. and they are going to have a big role for him. But he's not. I think what I like too is that a lot of people are saying, "Oh, we we lost Trey and Miguel Rojas is the new shortstop." That is not the That's, role he's yeah, going yeah. to have. No. Gavlux is going to have the runway at shortstop. It's not like you went to the restaurant and the guy's like, oh, can we have a Coca-Cola? And you're like, oh, we only have Pepsis. That's fine. He's not the, oh, that's fine shortstop, right? Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. going to be that guy. He is going to be a guy that's supposed to help out in a lot of different ways. And I think he's absolutely capable of doing just that. And if we, uh, if we listen to me over the last couple of off seasons, to be honest, what have I said a whole bunch about this team? Too many boring white dudes. Give me some Latin swagger. All right, Miggy Rowe is not Carlos Correa. His ankles are all in one piece, I hope, so that's good. <laughs> Maybe not the wrist exactly, but you know what? For, for being a dude that, if he wasn't a Marlin, would not be a starter just about anywhere else, he, the dude comes with a lot of swagger. He comes with a lot of pull around the league. He is a, he is a dude like – he's a guy who's a dude in this league, and I think that's going to that, – like replacing – the, the Justin Turner veteran leadership in the clubhouse. Rojas, who's a dude who's already been in this clubhouse before, but he's coming in with a, a whole new level of, of confidence and all that. It, that's another part. We, I think we've talked about it too this offseason. That's another part that I really like about the move is it's, it's, um, it's, it's a clubhouse move in uh for a team that needed a voice and and if it's going to be a different voice i like the idea yeah sure he's been a marlin that's not a very winning ball club but he's been through some crap there you know he's also gone through double don mattingly in his career <laughs> first in la and then in in uh, miami it, that's a great addition and you know to to back him up uh to 
show them, hey, we appreciate what you're going to do with that money. That's pretty cool. But I like uh, I like that. I like yeah. That. No, I think those are all fantastic points. And he told me, he's like, look, when I was in Miami, I was expected to come in there and teach some guys and try to be a mentor. He said he's excited to be playing baseball again. Yeah. And yes, he's going to lead by example, but he's not here to just be a babysitter for some of these young players. He's mm -hmm. out here to play. And I think in Miami, there was a little too much of that. And it just didn't make a lot of sense when you consider his age and how much of a veteran he was. So yeah, definitely I'm excited about Miguel Rojas. Rojas. I'm not saying that, oh, we saw Miguel Rojas, World Series, here we come. But I think that some of the intangibles that he brings if you can get close to being a league average bat he can help this team in a lot of different ways so i'm excited about miggy big time we got something there super chat we got christian gomez for 1999 he said let's get a dodgers nation meetup going and celebrate because your boy just bonused at let's work let's go yo congratulations christian that's awesome man meet us at chili's Hey, should we like like try to do a spring training meetup or something? Absolutely, we should. Uh, for sure, Top absolutely. Golf? Rich kids only. Ooh. No, Top Golf. We're gonna be pretty close to Top Golf. That's pretty interesting. All right, we're Pepe gonna, will come. Pep, oh, Pepe will Pepe come. hundred percent. Doug will be. be He's probably already be transitioned to be a, a golfer full time. Gonson's a rich kid now, though, yeah. so he won't he won't respond to my texts anymore. But I'll Gonsolin? try to get yeah, I'll try to get oh. Tony out with us. All right, yeah, Spend we're all that we'll money set on something up. Probably. Yeah, just uh, no COVID people out there, please. That's all we want. But, yeah, we'll do something. We appreciate you, Christian. Congrats on the bonus at work. That is awesome. We didn't get a bonus at work right now. But now I guess we did. We got 1999 or whatever YouTube gives it's us. It's not work if you love what you do. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, Coach. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, we got to talk about some of Dave Roberts' uh, commentary at FanFest, one of the ones that really stood out, I believe. I mean, he said a lot of the things we already heard, like, hey, Gavin Lux is going to be my, our starting shortstop. Uh, Miguel Vargas is going to get a lot of runway at second base. He's got, it's kind of going to be his position to lose. Uh, you know, Max Muncy talked it at FanFest and, you know, talked about his him being comfortable at third base, which showed in the numbers last year. And, you know, he added, like, you know, before I was playing it, you know, once every week, week and a half, it's hard to be comfortable at that spot because third base is not fun when you're not playing a lot. So he looks good there, gives that Miguel Vargas the opportunity to just, you know, let it eat at second base. But the big thing that got, uh, uh, I guess, some fans uh, a little shooketh was Dave Roberts' comments about center field. He does not know. Like, your, what, your guess is as good as mine. Who is the starting center fielder? He lists off a group of names, headlined, by Chris Taylor. So you got CT3, you got Trace Thompson, who's for some reason's playing for Great Britain in the WBC. Makes yeah. no sense to me. It's a bad idea if you want to get more visibility. James Outman, who we figure is going to be a main a main option. What do you got? Sorry. You said Great Britain, so I just wanted to shout out my nubbins. Uh, your nubbins? Uh, my nubbins. Hi, hi Alex. Alex. And, and Lid, we love you. <laughs> um, who else? Uh, for some reason, he mentions Bradley Zimmer. As an option, uh, I said James Outman. So earlier in the office, uh, the, the the kiddos here, they didn't. Uh, some of my Simpsons people, they it, you guys will appreciate that. So you remember that episode, Homer at bat, where or Homer at the bat, where you know it's just, it's just, uh, the softball episode. Mr. Burns has his team of ringers, and he's talking about, um, you know, I don't care if your name is Steve Sachs, Daryl <laughs> yeah. Strawberry, or. Smithers, who's one of the bad players? Uh, Homer Simpson, sir. Or Homer Simpson. Mm, you know, he's real, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's real <laughs> smug about it. That's what his. That's what Dave mentioning Bradley Zimmer was about. Dave, uh, Bradley Zimmer is Homer Simpson in this. And he doesn't have Wonder Bat. He's not going to get hit by pitch to win the 
you know, the 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 damn uh, power plant championship and all that. So, anyways, I just wanted to throw that out there. Shout out Simpsons. Your fine show. It's a great reference, man. Great Classic. reference. That's for Eric Ulo. Classic. Rest in oh. peace, Eric. One of the highest rated episodes ever. <laughs> Shout out Ulo. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. No, I agree this with ever you, though. Sweet. Hearing his name come up, hearing Bradley Zimmer's name come up, I didn't expect that. It almost feels like let's get Bradley Zimmer so we can say that Jason Hayward won the backup center fielder job, you know, to try to make him feel a little better. So yeah. I think Jason with, Hayward, yeah, that's right. Another one. Yeah. And so I think with, with Zimmer, look, he's a lefty bat. He has he has really elite speed. He's a quality glove. We know he can provide that. The only problem is he just can't hit big league pitching. And last season he struggled. Oops. He hit 124 <laughs> with the Blue Jays and Oops. the Phillies. Remember, I'm old enough to remember when the Dodgers were in rumors to sign Kevin Kiermeyer. So, I mean, they went out and they got Zimmer in front instead of him. So, look, I think Zimmer is a guy where if he's the starting center fielder, the Dodgers either have had a lot of injuries, Trace Thompson turned into a pumpkin, and and uh, James Altman didn't quite work out. But the name that I'm focused on right now is James Altman. I think Trace Thompson is going to get the opportunity early on. I think he's earned that opportunity early on based on the success he had last season, based on the fact that he played all four of the Dodgers games against the Padres in the NLDS. But what did Dave tell me at CPK? He said, we've got James Altman. He can go and dominate center field. He didn't just say he can go and play. He can go and dominate center field. And he plays that position with a fearlessness, the way he can time his dives. To, and he, it's just so uncanny. And James Altman, what did he tell us? I mean, he's he's learning to play this position at the big league level. And he talked about just playing in different stadiums, how it's he's just ready for it. I think that the time is now for James Altman. Look, the reality is some of these guys, Guys, the Michael Bushes, the James Altmans, they're closer to 30 than they are to 20. Yeah. So it's time to see what these guys have. And Altman, Audi is my guy in center field he, this year. This guy is in with Audi for sure. That's, no, this, and that's ahead. right. Uh, Doug just dropped a, yes, he had dinner with Dave Roberts at CPK, yeah. if you guys were wondering. Yeah. Ah! Ah! How was that pineapple, Doug? Uh, Doug Dave's pineapple pizza. Oh, it was fantastic, man! Uh, look, I, pineapple on pizza, eh, not my thing. Because yeah, I well, don't know I about mean, that. I mean, it's Dave Roberts, it's Eric Karros's thing. Just saying. I'm a pepperoni Absolutely cheese guy. I'm a simple guy. I'm a no. Cholula on pizza guy. My guy. You know what I'm saying? My guy. So, Damn, yeah. your hands are cold. Yeah. <laughs> you okay? You alive? What? Uh, no, I mean, I, a cold and clammy. That's the only way to describe my hands. That's so but, the ladies yeah. like it. I tell yeah. you what. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, it's going to be James Outman's job, really. Like, it's uh, vocally, it's Trace Thompson's job to lose. Really, it's James Outman's job to lose. And CT3 is there to pick up the scraps wherever he's needed in left and right, that, or left and center. That's, that's what I kind of feel. And I really feel like they want... Uh, even if he has a bad spring training, James Hay or Jason Hayward is gonna be that backup dude just because they want him. They want another lefty bat, uh, you know, available off the bench. Uh, that's just kind of my take. Good point though, bringing up, you know, they are a little, little longer in the tooth for for prospects, Outman and, and Bush. I don't think we ever see Michael Bush, you know, for for more than a cup of coffee as a big leaguer in Dodger blue, but. I could very much be wrong on that one. No, we were at the when we were at FanFest, there was the the head right there and I was putting the mic to it asking questions and Noah's like, What are you doing? I'm like, I'm interviewing Michael Bush. Yeah. And they, they were like, Get out. Is this true? Is this a true story? Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. 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 Sorry, but uh, that's some good stuff. I do agree with you. I mean That's it, your friend. It, it does feel <laughs> like almost uh, he's the guy that 
they, they just doesn't have a role on this team. But yeah, I'm big on James Altman. I think James Altman is a guy that has a chance to be big for this team. And also at a big time fraction of the cost of what Cody Bellinger would have cost. So that's the big thing too, the opportunity cost and just giving him opportunity. Yeah, you guys are really going to enjoy uh, Doug's interview with, with James Altman. The rock story. The rock. The rock. There's a yeah, there, he drops a few really good stories in there. We learn a lot about James Outman. By the way, he put he puts together a really actually. Uh, if you guys enjoy the the aesthetics of James Outman's shot, give a shout out to James Outman's wife because he used like her work laptop to do the interview or something like that. But really good interview dropping <laughs> Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, Wednesday. Sounds uh, like a plan. Probably not Wednesday. It's probably Tuesday or like Thursday. Just out of spite because I said Wednesday. Well, <laughs> Wednesday it is. Speaking of you spite, get what you want. Speaking of spite, Alex Cora, guys. Alex Cora. So Alex Cora, uh, or, or a book has come out from Evan Drellich of The Athletic. Athletic scribe, if you will. Uh, uh, focused around the... Uh, I'll, I'll admit, I, don't, I didn't have time to read a whole bunch on all of this, and I don't believe in reading books. It was for highfalutin folk, but <laughs> it, I think it's about you know the the whole sign stealing thing, the Astros being dirty, stinky cheaters, and all that. And apparently, apparently, Alex Cora went around getting drunk and bragging about stealing signs and cheating out uh, the Dodgers out of that at least a fair. We can't say that that if they weren't stealing signs, the Dodgers were going to win the World Series. I don't think any I don't think any smart person would directly say, well, if this. If X, then Y would have happened because we don't know. But if it was fair, if it was even all the way through, it's a it's a different looking series. But apparently, he's getting drunk off his ass and bragging about stealing, <laughs> stealing yeah. that, that World Series. I haven't heard uh, from you on this yet. Uh, I mean, I forgot what I was gonna say. Alex Cora stole my thoughts. Um, but no, bruh. Look, what he said was rap on Doug. Uh, <laughs> that was good, Doug. What he said, we stole that effing World Series. Now, Clint, I think I speak for all Dodger fans when I say screw Alex Cora. Okay, the C in Cora stands for cheater. He's a con man, cheater. Cora. <laughs> he did that perfectly. <laughs> um, and I think to me, look, how, how do you go in that clubhouse and you look Kenley Jansen in the eye, Kike Hernandez in the eye, Alex Justin Verdugo Turner. would probably give him some dap for you know, but. <laughs> Uh, Justin <laughs> Turner, but I think that look, I I don't want to see. Al I mean, I'm, I'm very passionate about this. There's also another book by Andy Martino called Cheated, where he dives into the Astros cheating scandal. If you read that book, I think how Jose Altuve is a guy who benefited, but you'll feel a little less animosity and tension towards Jose Altuve, and you really shift it all towards two people, and it's Alex Cora and it's Carlos Beltran. Now, Carlos Beltran basically threw his Hall of Fame case down the trash in the trash throws that the same trash they were banging in the World Series, but Alex Cora is a guy who got another opportunity to manage a big league club. I don't think he should just be banned from Major League Baseball. Ban him from baseball. I don't want to see him managing the Savannah Bananas or even your softball team, Clint. I think there's no business for that. I think at this point, the fact that you're out there, the, to me, that's what's creepy and demented and deranged about all this is the fact that you're bragging not about winning the World Series, about cheating to yeah. win the World Series. I mean, that to me is where it just, oh, man, I just, uh, look, baseball, like I I always say, and I hate to say this, but I said this in the past, where baseball is a sport where cheaters prosper. The really Astros is. got to keep the World Series. Barry Bonds kept the home run record. So, look, hey, I mean. Tom Brady uh, won a, a Super Bowl with his deflated balls. Hey. Sports. In sports, you cheat. Is that going on my wall of fame Whoa. of other that's, sports? That's Cody's what goat. Happened? Cody is not. Cody's Whoa, not going to be. come on, man. What? Yeah. You got a problem with me talking bad about speaking ill of Tom Terrific? Oh, I like that nickname. 
Thank you. I came up with it. <laughs> I like it's it. Exclu- the Tominator. Exclusively. The, to- the Tominator. No. Okay. Yes. Tominator has right. never happened. Yeah. Tominator is for Tom Brady. But, uh, but I mean, Clint, what are your che- thoughts cheater, on me? Cheetahs prosper because Rob Manfred, and thank you, Anthony Keene, for bringing up Manfred in the chat. Rob Manfred failed at, at and, and the commissioner's office failed at, at punishing this team. Uh, uh, actually, they... Don't give the Dodgers the stupid piece of metal. You vacate the title. That's what you do. It was an ill-gotten title. The Dodgers deserve it as much as the Astros did because nobody won that World Series evenly and fairly and outright. So I think Alex Cora is an idiot. I think his Dodger card officially revoked. I mean, this is a dude who came up as a Dodger, uh, you know, part of that that um, beloved early 2000s infield of, of you know, AC and, and uh, Cesar Isturiz. Great infield, very fun to watch. You know, he took off and kind of had himself you know, some career as a, a minor league backup type dude. Not a minor league, but a backup type dude at the major league level. And then, you know, becomes a bench coach and apparently is just like, I don't know, man, doing, doing, doing bad for, uh, for his home country there, looking bad all around. Um He's he's pretended to you know have some sort of what am I looking for uh, you know I don't know if it's repentance he's he said he said he's felt bad about it or whatever but you hear about crap like this you know get people drunk that's when the real them comes out just I guess I saw Doug drunk on two sips of Michelob Ultra on Saturday <laughs> whoa whoa Ooh. whoa 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 tore up but no i'm i hate i hate still talking about this but then things pop up like that i'm i'm over i don't care about the 2017 world series uh you know overall anymore i don't care about that i don't care about the astros and the cheating and all that bs it's over but it's still just you know this is a guy who came up as a dodger why why, you know why are you bragging like that but another thing i really want to bring up is uh one local radio reporter for some reason defending alex cora um Saying he's not portrayed as the guy I've known since 2000. A little weak. I don't know why you go out of your way to defend him. Uh, you know, like th- if if you feel good about uh, your relationship with him, that's on you. Cool. You're also supposed to represent the Dodger fan base, and you should know. Maybe read a room one time and know that. Um, people don't like the Astros. They don't like anything to do with the Astros. They'll boo them heavily and, uh, well, you know, deservedly. But uh, don't defend one of their dudes after it just came out that he's bragging about cheating against the team that you cover, that you're a fan, that you wear, you know, <laughs> throwback jerseys to fan fest for. You know, like, no, that's, uh, that's just, uh, that's a, you know, that's a, you a red, that's a on red X yeah. on the card right there. I mean, the, the reality, Clint, is if there was one person from the Houston Trash Shows that you would not want to defend, it would be Alex Cora. Yeah. I'm confident in saying that if Alex Cora did not exist, the Trastros would not have cheated in 2017. It was a Beltron, Carlos, uh, a Beltron Cora mission that they had, and then the players got involved. So, yeah, Cora, yeah, yeah, the 18 pitch at bat, hit the home run, da da da. He was a mediocre to bad Dodger, okay? I don't, nothing, <laughs> nothing moves me from his Dodgers playing career. I mean, to me, I just thought it was cool that his brother 
brother was Joey Cora. You know what I mean? That to me was the coolest part about <laughs> being Alex Cora. But yeah, I mean, I think to me, Major League Baseball, if they ever did the right thing, it would be to retroactively take away the 2017 title from the Trastros. And I hear Astros fans out there, why didn't you win game seven at home? My answer to that is you you, you cheated and you couldn't even sweep. You cheated and the Dodgers still took you to seven games. And I think I feel bad for you, Darvish, who had to live all those years. And yeah. people said they were stealing. He was tipping his pitches. And to me, I mean, I'm, I know I'll, I'm going to wrap this up because I know I can go on and on on this topic for days. But clearly this wound is not healed, right? It's a scar you really always wear, the 2017 yeah. title. But I will say that no one's legacy was impacted more than Clayton Kershaw because he would have gone to win the World Series MVP. And I think that he's in the conversation as the true goat for pitchers. So, yeah, to me, uh, it doesn't sit well with me. And I think Alex Cora, you should not be managing a major league baseball. You got something? On a lighter note, <laughs> we got a super chat. <laughs> MH, again, I feel like Thank MH. You, MH. MH, $49.99. Holy hell. Almost $50 Do from you sell MH. drugs? <laughs> Can I get some? I hope, <laughs> hopefully not. Um, $50, you said, go blue. Appreciate the hell out of MH legend. Hey, we gotta we gotta start that wall of fame on that back wall. MH, Mr. Rossa, yeah. Dan Schroeder. I mean, there's so many great Cardivius. Great. Uh, uh, great. Another one. Another one? Another one. Breaking. MH another $50. <laughs> he said fun for the two best Dodger broadcasters. <laughs> I'm talking about MH Joe Davis. Nope. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Clint D. Mac. Yeah, baby. Uh, awkward high five. It's <laughs> hard, like, it's hard. All right, I'll get back into oh, talking yeah, shit yeah, about this yeah. whole Alex Cora situation, but we appreciate you, MH. We appreciate everybody for just hanging out and watching us either way, but whenever you do give us a super chat, it really makes us feel all tingly, and it's not a heart attack in this case. But yeah, he, Sorry, he said he wasn't a drug dealer. <laughs> oh, he's, proud of you. He's, he's a director at a hospital. Baseball is oh. my drug. Ooh, hey, I got, I, got this, I got this, like, I, I'm pretty sure I have a torn rotator cuff. Can I get hospitaled? Ooh. <laughs> Behind the scenes. Behind the scenes. Clint's, oh, uh, Clint's uh, like shoulder get, surgery. Let me get that click in there. Behind the scenes. Doug, you have that rolled ankle, right? Yeah, the rolled ankle's bad. <laughs> the roll, yeah. the right, hold ankle. on, hold on. This is this is a very important thing. I'm not done. I'm not done belittling a man. Um, <laughs> radio reporter goes on to say, Cora was one of the few Astros staff or players that took accountability and is actually remorseful for his part. Doesn't seem like it with this whole bragging about it thing. And I almost. <laughs> We 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 laugh and have a lot of fun at, at Carlos Correa's expense. I I almost feel like he's kind of more took more accountability in ta doing like that again again interview. Like you you guys watch that thing again? It's not a bad interview. Like he kind of drops a lot in there. The 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 Carlos the, Correa. The don't know yeah. the facts. The first <laughs> if you look at that interview. Because it wasn't a direct response to what Cody Bellinger it was said, like which was minutes. inaccurate. It, yeah. It was 19 minutes, like, uh, around that time. And the first comment that you'll read, it's, like, the top comment. 
This is one of the best interviews ever. If it was 40 minutes, I would watch all 40 minutes of it. And I totally agree. That is, yeah. it's it's such a like, well, you just, you're locked into the interview. You're just like, holy crap. Like he is going on and yeah. on. And you're just like, shout out to Correa for yeah, that. Yeah, he though. brought his facts <laughs> of the fight in a way. For sure, but you know, no, I mean, seriously. Jim Crane never, you know, had held much accountability for the situation. He's fired two dudes, and they both got jobs pretty quickly again after their their suspensions. Yeah. No, you, I, I, I guarantee, I'll, I'll interview anyone out there, but I would never have Alex Cora on this show because, to me, look, I mean, I would look. So you what? You go on your show, and then we're supposed to forgive the Astros for what happened in 2017 because he's on a show. I mean, I mean, to me, I think it's completely bogus. I think Alex Cora. Really, the scumbag. If he said any of that stuff, because I mean, really, I mean, to brag about cheating to win a World Series. I mean, how can you defend that in any way, shape, or form? I also think Dodger fans and Astros fans out there. Of course, my tweet. I mean, I've I've had Astros fans DM me where they take my profile picture and they write, you know, they write stuff. I don't know, whatever. But anyways, (laughs) Astros. Oh, it happened seven years ago. It happened six years ago. Talking about oh, look, I I I search Titanic theories almost every single day, and that happened 110 years. Years ago. Man. Okay, so like, don't tell me to get over the that, that is, cheating. That is, the Atlantic. That is factual. D Mac does stay up late at night to watch. He doesn't uh, sleep. Th- Let's be real. Four a.m. Say, don't tell me is it happened all the time. I can like, we, there was HD TV then. I mean, come on, man. Like, what? <laughs> YouTube was around. It wasn't that long ago. I mean, come on now. Like, I think that's a little ridiculous. I've never so. seen Doug so passionate about a like. This is this is the most passionate I've seen you about like something that you're angry at. You so, I, you so always talk with passion, but you. You're angry. You just called Alex Cora a scumbag. I've never heard you use that. What's method. another? What's a? I mean, what's a more apt way to describe Alex Cora? I mean, honestly, yeah. I mean, today's word. He organized word of the day a, is scum bucket. I mean, look. I mean, Alex, you know, scum bucket. And I it's bet fa- you it's do. Fake too. I mean, Alex Cora. Anything he says publicly is yeah. all to save face. It's all to try to get a job. And yes, sure. I mean, is he a good baseball guy? I mean, what are the chances too that he's also in the 2018 Red Sox team that was also had controversial with the Apple Watch and things like that? So yes, if you with the counter argument here is that sign stealing ran rapid and then all teams were doing that don't try to tell me that all teams had cameras that they were decoding signs in real time because that just was not the truth and the facts say otherwise yeah that's that's the whole difference it's like yeah you can have a video team researching other teams and all of this but they weren't being relayed in real time that therein lies the difference whether the dodgers were cheating they were cheating on the level like most other teams have to try to get an advantage. You, you get somebody at second, you're going to try to relay signs. And in the video era where it got way out of hand because of Rob Manfred's watch and not being not, not the Apple watching, I'm not talking about that, but like his leadership not being able to curtail the 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 rampant spread of video and, and the ability to get an advantage, gain a competitive advantage with your video team and, and whatever they're able to do. Like... If if one team was here, the Astros were up here when it came to to cheating and their their whole code breaker system. And again, directly relaying signs in real time to batters at bat facing a pitcher. No other team did that. Yeah, I think that's all hundred percent from the yeah. dugout. Yeah, from it's- from from a, an oddly fashioned you know TV on a damn stretching bench and a, on a massage table 
you know, in the in the damn you know well down to the locker room. No team that had that. Yeah, no, for sure. I think we should get Evan Drellis on this show instead of Alex Corey. I mean, Corey even said we already knew what everybody was throwing. They had the answers to the test. Okay, it's like they're taking yes. the SATs and they're just they have all it's like open book and they're just plugging in the answers as it goes. And I think if you're the Astro, you know what thing I, I wonder too sometimes is yes, it's the Dodgers. Yes, it's one of the marquee flagship franchises in all of Major League Baseball, and also and of course the Yankees were impacted as well. But if it was the Yankees in the World Series and it was another team, let's say it was the Giants or something like that, who also cheated in 1951. But oranges, you know, cheaters were orange. But anyways, I digress on that. If it was the Yankees who were the victim of this and you had an owner like maybe a Jerry Jones or a George Steinbrenner who just said, no, we are not going to accept this. But I think the Dodgers, they kind of rolled with the punches a little bit. Yeah, I, mean, I think just, they yeah. let Ralph Manfred kind of run this and kind of do what he wanted to as far as the punishment goes. It just makes me wonder how if the Dodgers were on the East Coast, if they weren't all, yeah. you know, the friendly, nice, sunny California West Coast, if they have kind of laid down and kind of taken this and and really not kind of fought to really have that that World Series taken away. Because I'm not saying I want the World Series. I'm saying I want it taken away. Don't worry. Just for you. Like, like Doug loves to preach, um, uh, what am I looking for here? Conspiracy theories. And like you always say, oh, you know, Rob faith. Manfred, uh, well, yeah, just like the 2020 World Series champion Dodgers, you know, they set up that fake bubble just for the Dodgers to win to make up. That's what you, you always say, right? God, absolutely not. That, Burn. Hey, I just I want to see Kershaw to pray. That's all I gotta say. That's a that's a that's a embellishing. Yeah, having a good time, guys. Doug thinks the championship is real. Tell him. Tell I just, him. hey, I just want more. Tell him right there. I right, want, right here. I'm like, Tell hey, I'm like Mookie. I'm like Mookie at his introductory press conference. See, he can't he can't even do it. Championships with. An, an S. S. This is true. Not well, one, guys, not two, not three. Not we learned a four. lot here. Uh, Titanic was fake. Rebecca says Facts. bragging about cheating. Amazing. It is. It is. Uh, I would would not necessarily you know brag about cheating, but uh, this is me. JRM asks, who's more hated, Correa or Cora? This point, Cora. Right now, he should be for sure. He Cora. should be. I think. I think it's. I think it's Cora Altuve. Um, Correa. Like right, like got right to agree on there for being a racist pos. So. Yeah, that's all right. He got that suspension, you know, after the season. Yeah. Um, Carnivorous Zone Activity. Dima Heck is passionate about sign stealing and bicep day. <laughs> hey, let's go. Doug been in the gym, guys. Don't He's let like, that. Don't let the yeah. shirt fool you. Yeah. No, he has them P90X take it in. VHS. He, he has them take it in around the uh, around the sleeve. It's a schmedium yeah. right there. Yeah. It's a schmied. No, he gets. There's this new thing called schmedium sleeve. I started doing this new fad. It's called Tybo, <laughs> <laughs> and it's really working out. Mega Tybo and uh, what's the other links? One? Yeah, yeah. And he's on uh, on all keto. Oh, okay, Atkins. Yeah, okay, Atkins, yeah. That's what it is. I'm Back telling you, I'm on the ringworm juice from Fernando Tatis Jr. Man, let me borrow some. <laughs> Adam eight one eight says Mickey Mouse ring. I don't care if you get mad at me. Oh man, go we get found, mad at him, guys. We found Doug's burner. Noah's, Noah's burner. <laughs> <laughs> Noah's burner. <laughs> Lando three ninety. No, Ver, Verdugo's burner. My Lando three ninety. My wife and burner, exactly. My wife and her boyfriend had fun at Fan Fest. Always great. Uh, I forget. Is Adam eight one eight like? Is he a is he a Padres fan? Or no, I don't he's think just so. like, kind of like a. Friendly troll, right? Yeah, I think so. Appreciate you. Super Shout out Adam. Though. Adam Super like that. Uh, San Diego hates Bregman a lot. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, MH says, can't wait. To yeah, that's what it was. Oh. I wanted to make sure it was an on the level. Oh, yeah. yeah. It seemed like it was going to be, uh, you know, like like Noah might have tweeted it. You oh, know, no, no, a little no. problematic. Uh, can't wait for the next live broadcast to start a pool fund for the Dodgers Nation team. Let's go. Wait, like we're going to get a pool? I already have a pool. 
Okay, God, just does Doug eight. doesn't. He's, yeah. He doesn't know how to I swim. I wait thirty minutes after. Doug doesn't know how to swim, but um, and I eat every twenty-nine minutes. Those are our thoughts on the things yeah. we talked about today, guys. By the time we are broadcasting again, if we want to call this broadcast, by the time we're live streaming again, Dodgers players and pitchers and catchers will probably be reporting to Dodgers uh, spring training camp at Camelback Ranch in Arizona. So I hope you're ready for Dodger baseball because it's about time. I know we all are. We are. We are done with this off season. Very done, but appreciate the hell out of y'all for uh, hanging out with us at all. Really appreciate MH. You're a legend here in the stream already. Thank you for all your comments. Thank you for all your questions. Thank you for tuning in. Find us on the internet, dodgersnation.com. Subscribe to Blue Heaven. We are a podcast on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Pandora, Player FM, everywhere your podcasts are available for free. We are there. Amazon Music, find us there. And youtube.com slash dodgersnationtv. Hit the bell. Leave a like. That's a huge way to show your support we want to get to 175,000 subscribers by spring training one million <laughs> no we uh, we just passed 61,000 subs so appreciate you guys doing it all organically no bots just great content from dmac so that's all i got i am real frg on twitter and instagram that guy is uh whatever your name is dmac underscore la on twitter and instagram that guy is cody make sure you follow noah cameras we want to get him to a thousand followers on twitter before spring training or else i'm gonna cut his legs off and that's a promise guys thank you and we'll see you next time bye In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.